Hello, everyone, and welcome to Strictly Anime, a podcast for anime reviews and discussions. My name is Courtney. And I am Carl. <laughs> this is episode 100, and it's the roast of Strictly Anime. There may be spoilers throughout this episode. We actually don't know going into it. We'll explain what that means in a little bit. But here we are, the milestone episode 100. Holy shit. We made it. We did it. Woohoo. I mean, technically, we had all the Attack on Titan episodes yes. mixed in. You're, you're so. right. Technically, it's more than 100 <laughs> episodes, but because Attack on Titan is like our quote-unquote special event, um, those we consider extra episodes not counted toward our regular catalog of episodes, which is why they're not numbered. But if, you're, if we're talking regular episodes, we finally hit episode 100. Yeah, it's it's a surprise. I mean, we had our two-year anniversary earlier this year, and to reach a hundred official episodes, it's it's quite a milestone for us. So I'm I'm glad that we are at this point, and we'll see what the future holds. Yeah, and I think compared to maybe some other podcasts that are right around the same the same age as us, around two years or so, we're we're maybe a bit behind because. For those who don't know, we started off our first six to eight months with Strictly Anime doing bi-weekly episodes until we got to a place where we were able to do weekly recordings and, and releases. So um, yeah, that's why our number, well, that's why it's just now that we're hitting 100 episodes. But regardless, it's super exciting. I can't believe we've made it this far. I think back to like any episode pre prior to episode 20 and how cringe it is. So hopefully we've come a long way. We've improved and... You know, I, I'm sure there's a lot more that we can we can grow into and improve on. Yeah, I always I always refer to those as the dark times when the dark we times. were recording inside a closet, literally uh, we had, <laughs> using the clothes to kind of keep the sound in, recording on a shared microphone, and two and a half years later, uh, we have a whole setup, and it's also just cool just remembering seeing the numbers on each episode of how many listens like before it was a very low amount uh but as time has gone on up until this 100th episode those numbers have increased very significantly so it's great to see the growth of our podcast again up until this cent <laughs> it's not centennial celebration <laughs> you know what i mean it's also cool because we have a lot of people in our Discord who, over the last few weeks, have we've as we've approached episode 100, even mentioned like, "Hey, only 10 more episodes till episode 100. Five more episodes till episode 100." So it's exciting to see you guys just as excited as us for this huge milestone. But equally as exciting are two new patrons that have joined the Strictly Series Patreon, and we would like to give them a huge, huge shout out. Yeah, this is just the like the cherry on top for this celebration. So we want to give our big, big thanks to Ruka and Salvi Weeb to keep in line with the theme of 100. Thank you both for keeping it 100 for the Strictly Series podcast. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, thank you guys so much for supporting us. It's been, I don't know, it just every time we have a new patron join, because we've had quite a number in the last several weeks, 
it's just such a an awesome feeling to know that you guys enjoy our content so much that you want to kind of contribute to the podcast and help us grow. And if any of you guys listening right now want to support the show like Ruka and Salvi Weeb, you'll get access to things like our bonus episodes and our pre-shows. We've got our show schedules every single month. You can even, for some of these special episodes like the Roast of Strictly Anime, submit audio files for us to play on the podcast so that you can be on the podcast itself. You can talk on the podcast. Um, all of that's over at patreon.com slash strictly series. So before we jump into the roast, I thought it'd be fun to share just a really quick update on our weekend at Crunchyroll Expo. Oh man, I feel like <laughs> I'm still trying to recover from Crunchyroll Expo. But I, I gotta say that's probably the most fun I've had at a convention outside of ASEN. Yeah, it was a really good time. Um, it was a very different experience than going to Anime Expo or going to Anime Central or Anime Milwaukee or any of the conventions that we've been to. And I think because that may be because it has more of an industry focus, knowing that it's run by Crunchyroll, the biggest you know anime streaming platform in the U.S. And I, I thought it was going to be like it would have sort of a dampening effect on the feeling of a convention. But I actually think that it it gave us the opportunity to see and do things that we probably would never be able to do at other conventions. Yeah, I know that a lot of people were a little bit wary of the price of the badge uh, to Crunchyroll Expo. But I want to say that you get a significant bang for your buck uh, just going to the expo. I think the biggest example of that is the addition of the music festival this year because... As I've I've mentioned many times, I I was able to see Atarashi Gako at Crunchyroll Expo, and God, that was just an amazing experience. But not only them, we got to see Sim, uh, the band that performed the Rumbling, the OP from the newest Attack on Titan or the most recent Attack on Titan season, and they were amazing performers. Yes. not only like during their songs, but the lead singer has such a stage presence, and he's so fucking funny. Yeah, they had a great set, and then uh, Sunday's headliner was Burnout Syndromes, who have done the OPs for Haikyuu. They did the ending for Gintama, but like just being able to see these Japanese music artists um in the flesh and up close and personal i think that was that was worth the price of admission and of course getting to see like courtney said all the the industry people people from mappa or from bones um just talking about the upcoming projects and even just trying to get into some of the the anime premieres that were going on um it was it, it felt like we were part of something that was really exclusive in anime it felt like when we went to e3 or when mm -hmm. we went to gdc the game developers conference because we were able to get um even though we're not in the gaming industry i was able to get tickets for us through a connection and that felt very industry um but it it if it, it didn't feel too business-like like they still wanted to give every or show everyone a good time that was the same vibe i got from crunchyroll expo um, so it didn't, I think there were some people saying that the expo didn't have that community feel around like cosplayers and anime fans. Like it, it, it had less of that than other conventions. And I, I definitely agree. I think that there were less cosplayers overall. There were less gatherings happening. Um, just less of that, that cosplayer community. 
But instead of that, you did get some other things again that you wouldn't get at a, a regular or typical anime convention. Yeah, obviously the the convention was hosted by Crunchyroll itself, so you, you can see the corporate side of things happening, and so it doesn't feel as grassroots as an Anime Central or an Otakon or any of those other conventions that a lot of us have have attended over the years. But yeah, like we still, regardless, I still had a a fantastic time. We 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 met new friends there, um, and. We, we partied as much as we could while also <laughs> keeping a balance between getting the most out of the convention. So, yeah, it's was, it was a great experience. I have to say, because we tweeted about this, um, the Burnout Syndrome's performance was amazing. And I had no idea the lead singer loved America as much as he does. Um, like I said, we tweeted about it. He, the, he sang or they sang the OP to Dr. Stone season one. Ohio Sekai or Good Morning World or whatever. And then the second song they sang was the United States National Anthem. I was not <laughs> expecting that at all. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, they got the melody down pretty well. I know he was kind of struggling with the words towards the middle. But yeah, what what a way to... to to open your your first show i think in the states he he just kept talking about how excited he was to be playing in the states and how how much they were looking forward to it and all that stuff um and yeah it was just they were a really good vibe and then they ended the concert with fly high which is i think their most popular song among all their anime yeah among all their anime songs and they came out for an encore and then they played Fly High a second time. So they literally ended their concert by playing Fly High twice in a row. <laughs> we were flying even higher after that point. It was so good. But I, I have to say, just speaking honestly, if if we were if they were to keep that same price point on the Crunchyroll Expo tickets and not have the festival, the music acts, I don't think it would be worth it. And I don't mm. think I'd go again. I wouldn't regret having gone, but I think if you take out the music festival. I feel like it would be a good convention to attend once, but I don't think it would be worth it to go again. Now, people mm-hmm. did say that because it's post-COVID, their first convention after COVID, that it was a bit lacking than normal. So who knows? Maybe normally they have a lot more to do outside of the music festival. But I would say having the opportunity to see bands that we probably wouldn't be able to see ever um, made it well worth it for us. Yeah. As I mentioned before, this is you could call this like a corporate-sponsored convention. So it was missing a bit of that like homegrown feel. I don't think there were many like fan submitted panels. Like a lot of them were were generated by people from the industry or even like content creators. Like I know um King Vader was he premiered one of his or his newest video, um, which is going to be what do they call it? Hood Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah. Which we got to watch. Um but yeah, mostly focused towards all of those content creators, like local or the stateside VAs and, and such. Um, so yeah, it definitely didn't feel like an ASEN where you know it, things are just driven by the fans and by the community. Um, so I think that was a, a big thing that I noticed was missing from this convention. But yeah, I agree. Like if if I were to contemplate going next year, it would be really dependent on the music artists that they invite or even like if they brought over more uh japanese seiyu because i know they didn't bring any over for this expo it was all done like through 
pre-recorded videos for some of the panels. Uh, but yeah, I would have to justify by seeing who the guests are. Knowing Crunchyroll, though, they they have a lot of bank to roll with since they since I think Sony's kind of backing them now. So we'll see what what next year brings. I'm crossing my fingers that Atarashi Gaku will make another appearance. Or official Higedandism. Yeah. I would lose my shit if they performed. They are probably most well-known for the OP to Tokyo Revengers and the OP for Spy Family. But I know we talked a little bit about our experience at Crunchyroll Expo. For our patrons, look forward to a full bonus episode um, coming soon where we're going to talk in-depth about our experience. We're going to go day by day and talk about everything that happened, everyone we saw, um, just all the cool things that, that we experienced at Crunchyroll Expo. And for anyone who's not a part of our Discord, be sure to join because we posted a number of pictures and videos from Crunchyroll Expo on our cosplay and conventions channel. So again, find the link to join our Discord in the description. So to celebrate this major milestone 100th episode of Strictly Anime, we are doing the roast of Strictly Anime. Shout out to our patron and Discord member Hernstrom who suggested this idea a while back. We're finally able to put it into fruition. But for those of you who don't know what a roast is, it's essentially an opportunity for let's say like a, gr a group of people to lovingly shit all over someone, <laughs> their favorite things, their personality, their career, really anything about them. Um, so what we've done is we've set up our roast with two parts. And of course, it's all going to be focused on anime. So first, we asked our listeners in Patreon and in our Discord to look at our my anime list, our mails, um, and choose one thing to roast about us, whether it's a shitty anime that we rated too high or like dropping an anime that was, you know, usually really good. Um, and the second part of it is that we ask those listeners to then share their anime lists, whether it's from Mal or any list or any chart or some other source so that we can roast them back. And just a heads up, we may seem less organized than usual for this episode because we intentionally have not read any of these roasts or looked at anyone's anime list ahead of time. We wanted to give our, our real reactions in real time so we don't know what we're about to get ourselves into. So this might be a little bit of a hot mess. Bear with us. But again, we wanted to give our true reactions as they're happening. Yeah, <laughs> this episode is just going to remind me of the episode from The Office where Michael Scott has his employees roast him as a as a way to relieve stress. <laughs> it's You know, being our, our 100th episode, you would think that we would have like a stress-free episode, but then you have something that's just going to kind of bring us down. <laughs> Again, all in good fun. It, will, so. it won't bring us down. It'll it'll fuel us to, I don't know, be be as weeb as possible. <laughs> no, but I, I am I'm expecting these roasts to be just uh, like brutal. <laughs> I, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna, so excited. I yeah. can't even tell you. I've been like, <laughs> like smiling at the thought of reading these for the first time on this podcast. I don't even know what to expect, but I, I imagine with our Patreon and Discord community, these are going to be pretty fucking good. So we're going to start with roasts from our amazing patrons, and some of them have even sent in their roasts via audio. So let's start with, I guess we'll do it in chronological order, or rather like who submitted them first. So let's start with KK's submission. And really quick, KK mentioned in the email itself, um, they said, here's my MP3 for the roast. Sorry for the scratchiness at some parts. I was getting heated and kept bumping into my mic. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> okay, guys, I actually had a lot to say, but 
then I reread the Discord post saying that we could only pick one anime. So I guess I have to pick one anime. So for Courtney, <laughs> I'm gonna have to roast you on uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh god! It doesn't matter which one because you gave all of them a ten out of ten anyways. <laughs> um, I'm also a JoJo fan, but like, let's be honest, it's definitely not a ten out of ten. Just listen to you guys' podcast. There's a lot of things that Araki forgets, but you guys just laugh and move on. Like, what the hell? No, you gotta take that into consideration. You can't just be like, whatever. If fucking JoJo is a ten out of ten then that means One Piece and Naruto should at least be 10 out of 10, or if not, higher. But you drop both animes. Like, that makes no fucking sense. Seriously. You should uh, get your fucking brain checked. And uh, Carl, I just had to I had to attack you on this one. Um, oh. So Ein Summer Vacation, 10 out of 10, huh? One minute picture drama, and you're saying that shit is on par with what you rated uh, AOT final season at 10 out of 10? But this doesn't compare to Demon Slayer, Kogias, and Death Note, which you rated lower. Like, you can't tell me this is better than those three shows. Those are three top-notch shows. And if you think I'm Summer Vacation, which is, like I said, a picture drama 10 out of 10, then that means House of Husband should be also a 10 out of 10 because it has more. And it's basically the same thing, but you rated that so much lower. So what the hell's wrong with you guys, man? I'm paying money for this shit. What the hell? God, I'm crying right now. That was, oh, that, was that was pretty brutal. <laughs> Thank you, KK. Oh my god. Okay, I'll go first in response. So, bro, okay, I love JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and I I don't know. I've said this maybe at some point earlier in our podcast. Um, I God, I'm still crying. Uh, for any of my like all time favorites, which are JoJo, Toradora, and Cowboy Bebop. I rate them a 10 out of 10. I know that's super fucking biased. It's super unrealistic. But they're the only things on my mail that I rate a perfect score because they're my favorites. And also, it's fucking JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. So I'm going to rate it a 10 out of 10. But yes, I mean, I know that's kind of shit that I. That those are the only ones that I don't give like in a, a an objective score to. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like, we're talking about, uh, KK was talking about our Strictly JoJo episodes where we break down um, every single JoJo episode. And yeah, we, we do mention there are things that Araki forgets. <laughs> There's a lot of things that Araki yeah, and forgets. And I know like we're like, okay, we'll just forget that. But I know we, we try to give like reasons as to like contextual reasons uh, as to why certain things are going on. But yeah, it's really hard to explain that. Well, to be fair, is... on, on our Strictly JoJo podcast, our, our other podcast dedicated to JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, uh, we we usually give objective scores there. So at the end of every review series for every part, um, we'll give like a um, a score, one out of 10 for that part of JoJo, where it's not always a 10 out of 10. We are you know honest about what what we truly feel that that part is rated but on my mail because i'm dedicated to jojo i put it 10 out of 10 i know that's dumb but i'm gonna do it <laughs> all right and so for my roast for ein summer vacation oh. <laughs> so, there there is a reason there are like two reasons why i gave this a 10 out of 10 uh to preface this i actually <laughs> stupid. I, I watched this like this clip last year and i remember i was watching it in a bathroom in an airbnb what <laughs> <laughs> because it was like my friend's uh bachelor party were you taking a shit 
No, it was like I was about to take a shower and I, I just picked up my phone and I was like, okay, I, I need to watch this because you told me to watch it. Yeah. And so I did. And then you texted me after I watched it and you're like, make sure you give this a 10 out of 10 on mail. <laughs> oh, I, I forgot like, I did that. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's re- reason one why it's a 10 out of 10 on mail. The second reason is it's Ayn. Like I, I, <laughs> I can't give anything lower than a 10 to anime's number one corgi yeah and for those who don't know um we our first dog our first corgi um was a red and white corgi that looks just like ein we named him ein um he did pass away late last year uh, he was like 15 almost 15 years old so he was an old pup um but he holds a, a special place in our heart so same with me it's rated a 10 out of 10 on my mail it's just because it's ein but yeah i get it it's probably more like a four out of ten it's like 30 <laughs> seconds long and it's, and it's just, not even like animation it's still in- images yeah. <laughs> but i'm like it's too fucking cute to not make a 10 out of 10 it's kind of, kind of like <laughs> the cheap walking cycles on spongebob <laughs> when that was the lost episode <laughs> all right so then kk also submitted their mail and said here's my mail um i haven't touched it so i can't wait to see what you guys will roast me on all right let's see let's open this bad boy up all right so kk's mail <laughs> I, I I have one. What the hell's going on with the smell right now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, like also, you can set custom colors, right? Yeah. So why, why is this like everything's black and red? Is that what it shows on your? Yeah, your it right looks now? like death. <laughs> like, <laughs> Are you, you angsty, make... bro? <laughs> <laughs> um, do you do you want to go first? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna call out Koikimo. Uh, mostly because, bro, you're the one who recommended this to me and you don't even have it finished on here. What the (laughs) fuck? (laughs) Four out of 12 episodes. Yeah. (laughs) But I guess the secondary one is that you rated Inuyasha a 10 out of 10. I have Inuyasha as an honorable mention under like my favorites because it holds a special place in my heart. It was my gateway anime, but it is not a 10 out of 10. It is like a seven out of 10. I think that's a solid seven. So, but I get it, you know, like, you know, Yasha for people like us, our generation, it's, it's, it's important to us. So I can't totally hate on you for giving it a 10, but realistically it's not a 10 out of 10. Oh my God. <laughs> so I filtered it by KK's currently watching list. You can't tell me you're still watching Tokyo Revengers. <laughs> <laughs> what four out of 24 episodes <laughs> wait but no that was like I, I wanted to point out actually the the one piece um which i think Kiki is currently watching i know he, he mentioned like we we dropped what one piece or naruto naruto first of all i never dropped one piece or naruto i never even started one piece or naruto uh i was eventually going to you know once once things have died down which they probably will not with yeah. our schedule but it says here one Piece currently airing. KK gave it a seven out of ten, but like, didn't watch any episodes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> w- what's with this? The column here says progress, and it's just blank out of blank. Like, are, <laughs> wait, how can you put Naruto on, on a high pedestal when you you don't give it that ten out of ten that you think that it deserves? And then we don't even know the progress of how much you watched it. Like, are are you caught up? Until where wherever it is right now, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
Also, okay, one more. Dot Hack Sign is not a 7 out of 10. Fuck that shit, dude. That show, I watched the whole thing. It was probably like a 5 or a 6. I, I don't remember much about it. I just remember feeling very strongly it was like a 5 or a 6. It was pretty big when it came out back in the day. I remember all the Dot, ha the dot Hack Sign um, cosplayers, but that show was shit, man. <laughs> But thank you, KK, for submitting your <laughs> your roast and letting us roast you back. This was a really good one. So next up, we have another audio submission from our patron, Hernstrom. And they prefaced in the email, just realized you can tell I had gum in during the whole recording. So I guess they were chewing gum. This is going to be this is going to be good. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Hello. Hello. This is Hernstrom. And uh, I got the task to roast you guys for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not really down for it. I don't want to roast you. Uh, I just want to say you have a lovely podcast and I really enjoy your content. Wait, wait, wait. I just got breaking news. I just got something in my ear. My producer just told me. Oh, okay. Carly just watched Rent a Girlfriend and he gave it an 8. That's the same score as he given Jujutsu Kaisen. The Demon Slayer movie and Code Geass. This just makes me a bit uh, curious. What did Courtney give Rent a Girlfriend? Let me see. Oh, a nine. That means she rated Rent a Girlfriend the same score as Death Note. I, I, I'm not here to roast you or anything, but yeah, that's all from me, folks. Uh, yeah, good luck roasting me, I guess. You won't find anything. Pretty perfect, ML. If I can say it myself. Uh, finally, shout out to Classy, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I have just been put on the chopping block with Rent a Girlfriend. Yeah, I rated it a nine for season one. Oh shit! All right, do you want to do you want to respond first this time? <laughs> yeah, like Ernstone called out our, one of our Discord members, Classy Ulysses, uh, very active member of our Discord. Yeah, so. shout out to Classy. Yeah. Ulysses. <laughs> All right, so giving Rent a Girlfriend an eight, um, so it's the same ranking as like Jujutsu Kaisen with the Demon Slayer movie, and Code Geass. I think that's the score I gave Code Geass season one. Yeah, I'm gonna stick by that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think each of those uh, is an eight in their own right. Uh, I like. I don't think Rent a Girlfriend is a a fantastic show. It it, it was humorous. Uh, but yeah, I, I felt I felt the same way about it, I guess, as the other anime that Hernstrom called out that I, I rated an eight. Um, it, it's kind of hard to like, like just trying to objectively uh, review and critique things because you have all of these different genres and you want to incorporate as much uh, praise and criticism as possible. <laughs> um, so yeah, like. Thinking out of out of context, yeah, it's funny that Rent a Girlfriend is on par with Code Chaos. <laughs> yeah, I, people are gonna shit all over me for giving Rent a Girlfriend season one a nine out of ten. There was something about it that just clicked with me. It was so good. It was so it just like sucked me in. I had such a fun time watching it. Um, I, I couldn't wait to see you know each new episode as it was premiering weekly. Um, there's just something lovable about how fucking dumb. 
Kazuya is and how fucking amazing Chizuru is and how he doesn't fucking deserve her, but they're meant to be together. Um, even the the side bitches, dude. Like mommy, mommy's fucking crazy, but I could still enjoy watching her on screen. Ruka fucking annoying, but I get it. She's uh she's lovable for medical reasons. Um, <laughs> uh, and even Sumi, we barely know her, but she's even adorable. I I don't know. There's something about it that I really really enjoyed. I just loved it so much, and I gave it a nine out of ten. I don't know what else to say. I'm not saying like. It's as good as other 9 out of 10 anime, but for what it is, which is a harem anime, of the harem anime I've seen, the trashy harem anime that I've seen, it's up there for sure. With Death Note. With Death Note. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Before we move into Hernstrom's Mail, Hernstrom, that was fucking awesome. I was not (laughs) expecting like breaking news to happen in the middle of that. That was great. production in your audio. I like it. That was fucking... (laughs) Fucking fantastic. <laughs> All right, so pulling up Hernstrom's Mal, the first thing that comes to mind, which I feel like is in the same vein as us scoring Rent a Girlfriend high, you have Domestic Girlfriend rated a 7 out of 10, which I think is very generous, far too mm. generous. <laughs> yeah, we just started watching Domestic Girlfriend, and so I can't say much about Hernstrom's rating for it. Although I would say... A seven seems pretty low for for someone who has has willingly convinced me to watch Domestic Girlfriend. Yeah, for those who aren't like part of our, our Discord or Patreon communities, um, Herntrum loves Domestic Girlfriend. Knowing that it's trashy, like if you think Domestic Girlfriend in our community, you think Hernstrom. So I'm actually surprised too that it's only rated a seven out of ten on, on your mal. But I also think it's still way too high. The, that show is just like the definition of trash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll give it to you. You have a pretty solid list. I, I can't, I can't really argue with anything else besides you know, domestic girlfriend. <laughs> that, that would see, be a ten out of ten. For I you. see that you're watching Darling in the Franks. I, I'm gonna be curious when when you finish it what your final score is. So keep us posted on that one. Next up, we have Koala Gaming HD, who submitted theirs through our Discord, um, but they didn't roast us. They just shared their mail for us to roast them, which is totally fine. It was if you want to do part one and part two or just, you know, roasting us or just us roasting you. So, yeah, we're happy to to roast you. <laughs> All right. Let's... Oh, my. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, I, I'm looking at their, their list of all the My Hero Academia seasons that, that they've completed. Um, My Hero Season 5, a 9. What? <laughs> wait, a wait, 9 wait. out of hold, 10? Hold on, hold on, hold on. You're, you're telling me that you loved like the half, the half season of Tournament Arc? Like the rehashed Tournament, tournament Arc? arc? <laughs> like, d- did you like your brain turning to mush just <laughs> watching a, a second or maybe a third Tournament Arc in My Hero? I don't even know. Like that's how, that's how monotonous I felt it. But a nine, maybe the my villain academia arc. I can see that, but I, I don't. Even, what did I give? I don't remember what I gave the my hero season five. But I, I think a nine is just a little too generous for that season. Wait, okay, so they they gave the fifth season of my hero a nine but they gave the second season an eight no way the second season was so much better that was the first term tournament arc and that one was fucking awesome that's what really hooked me into my hero so i i would have to flip those scores but then also knock like 10 points off of the fifth season (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, on my end, what caught my eye is Black Butler rated a 9 out of 10. No way. There is no way it's a 9 out of 10. I saw Black Butler recently and I was like, this is shit. Oh. I, I could see why maybe like when we were all younger back in the day, like when it came out, that we thought it was like cool or whatever. But watching it for the first time now as an adult, I'm like this anime sucks. <laughs> I think I gave it like a five or maybe a six, I think a five out of 10. I feel like it was, it started off strong and then it just divulged into like a bunch of random shit and then ended with like a really weird ending that kind of came out of nowhere. I don't know. There was something weird about Black Butler season one. I would say everything so the season two that's like not canon i didn't bother watching that but like the canon stuff that comes after that that was all much better than the first season of black butler but i know there's a huge fandom around black butler and so i guess it, it's a it's a nine out of ten in your book <laughs> i'll give you props for giving jojo part five a ten hell yeah Part four, ten, no. No, what? <laughs> I think, okay, part four is awesome, but we, we could talk about that all day long. I do find it interesting, though, that Attack on Titan season one is a 10 out of 10, but it's on hold and you haven't finished it yet. <laughs> Wait, but it says, uh, oh, 21 out of 25. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, thought I mean, maybe it's just that damn good, which, hey, Attack on Titan is that damn good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do want to commend you, though, yeah, on, on the JoJo ones. I definitely agree about JoJo being a 10 out of 10. Definitely agree about Death Note being a 9 out of 10. Um, yeah, I think that a lot of your list is really solid. It's just Black Butler and My Hero Season 5 giving me a little uh, a little confusion here. <laughs> but thank you, Koala Gaming, for submitting your mail. Um, hopefully in the future you'll roast us because we're always open to being roasted. All right, next on the list, it comes from The Big Yikes. Uh, They roasted each of us separately, so we'll read our own here, and mine's first. Um, So for me, for someone with many rom-coms under their belt, I find it insulting that you (laughs) dropped arguably one of the best in the genre. Of course, I'm talking about Kaguya-sama Love is War. (laughs) I sure hope that you consider revisiting the show because uh, following the success of its third season. That's... I know I'm going to get a lot of shit about this one, too. Mister, I, Mister. I tried to like it. I think I got three episodes in and was like, this is not for me. The The format, it's kind of like Adventure of the Week, but like love mind game of the week. But it, it just felt like somebody was like on drugs when they wrote it because the pacing was so weird to me. And it was just like all over the place and I, I couldn't handle it. Maybe I wasn't in the right like mindset when I picked this up. But after three episodes, I was like, hell no, I'm done with this one. <laughs> yeah, I started Kaguya-sama, but it, it's taking me a while to finish. I am I still think I'm, I'm at episode 10, which is where I was last. Of the first previously. season? Yeah, of the first season. I enjoy it. I, I can see the the adventure of the week aspect to it, but... I just love that that sitcom-y sort of aspect of it. But to the big yikes's point, I, I do sometimes consider giving it one more chance just because of how insanely well-received this most recent season was. I think it's still sitting in the top 10 on Mel as of right now that that could change down the road. So maybe, maybe I'll, I'll pick it up. I'm going to let Carl watch it first and then see what he says and based on his thoughts maybe I'll give it that second try. But that's fair. I know a lot of people fucking love Kaguya-sama. I just am not one of those people. (laughs) And for me, the big yikes writes, I find it strange that you rated Made in Abyss Dawn of the Deep Soul lower than season one of Made in Abyss. 
as it retains everything that made the TV anime amazing, but then added, in my opinion, one of the most terrifying anime antagonists in Bone Drood. <laughs> Bone Drood. I know we, our last episode, we talked about our, our favorite villains in anime, and I think I, I made it very clear that Bone Drood, I, I don't like him as a villain. I like, I, I think he is a great villain because I hate him so much, but I just, maybe that, I think that's why I, I rated it so lowly because I, I couldn't sit well with his involved, like how his story played out in the movie. Uh, season one, I think like it was, the story was very unique with, you know, these kids going down into the abyss. Although, I don't know, like I, I didn't really find like the story as engaging as I would with other stories, but I still think it's it's a great show. And we're, obviously, we're watching uh, Made in Abyss season two right now. Um, I think I rated it higher, more more specifically with like how compelled I was by Nanachi's story. Um, Meaty, yes, <laughs> Nanachi and Meaty. Um, so yeah, the movie was good. It's just I I. I can't sit well with like Bondrude does not sit well with me. Yeah, you were really fucking pissed about Bondrude. I remember I came downstairs in like the last ten minutes of you watching the movie, and so I sat down to watch it with you, and you were just like pissed. You're like, "What the fuck?" I'm like, "Yeah, I know. It's it's Bondrude. It's fucked some up, people, man. Some people love him for who he is, and some people hate him for who he is. Um, but yeah, I think you're you're definitely in the camp of hating him. <laughs> yeah, you know, you could try to justify his actions however you want. But in my in my kokoro, it does not sit well. <laughs> All right, so now on to the big yikes's Mal. Anything catch your eye? Oh yes, <laughs> I see something on the big yikes's completed list that sits at a nine out of ten, and this is a big yikes because that anime is Aharensan wa Hakaranai. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I watched this. I I think I rated this like a four or a five. Uh, it it just felt a little bit like well, not too much. Like it was like Komi, except quieter with Aaron. And I was honestly falling asleep after certain episodes. Maybe because her and Rido just have these voices that just they they're not captivating and they just make you sleepy. And I know, like, towards the end of, of the season one, they incorporated the, the whole, like, the romantic aspect of things. But that, I, I don't know, I couldn't find the show engaging. So I'm I'm surprised that you gave Aharen-san a 9 out of 10. Yeah, that is surprising. I, I thought it was so boring. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a great anime for me to, to hit the hay to. <laughs> So what caught my eye on this list are actually three that are sitting in the 7 out of 10 that I think are not a 7 out of 10. And that's uh, Shikimori is Not Just a Cutie, uh, Tact Op Destiny, and Tokyo 24th Ward. I thought all of these shows were so mediocre. They were so mid that for me, they sat lower. I think 7 is still way too generous of a score for all of these. I would say most of them are in the 5 to 6 range. And I'm surprised because I, I couldn't even finish Tokyo 24th War. That's how much I, I disliked it. So that's one of the few that's like in my my drop list as of recently. We watched Tactop Destiny and that just fucking bombed at the end. And then Shikimori is 
a fucking chore to get through. We're still <laughs> trying to finish it because it is just so boring. It's like a bunch of boring anime mixed in with a couple of cute anime girl faces. So I, I'm surprised by all three of those, even though they're sitting at like, you know, the average score of seven out of 10, which is like the average good score. I think that's still way too generous. Oh my God. The Big Yikes did give Shield Hero Season 2 a 6. Yes, and dropped Orient. I agree. (laughs) I agree. I gave gave it a 4 out of 10. I agree with that. I agree with uh, Shield Hero (laughs) Season 2. I agree with Kanojo Mokanojo. Even that, I think Kanojo Mokanojo is still kind of a generous score at 6 out of 10. But truthfully, looking through the Big Yikes' list, I agree. I feel like their list, their ratings are pretty aligned with a lot of mine. Like, I agree with a lot of these scores. For a lot of a lot of the anime that they've seen, so overall a solid list, but still some questionable things. Yeah, I'd say their other ratings are fairly balanced. Wait, a Kebby a ten? I'm not going to get into that. But <laughs> if you like the Kebby, that that's 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 great. <laughs> Next up, we have Jesse James. Yours is on here first, so you you can go first this time. Okay, <laughs> I like how they preface. Just like in college, here's my submission at the last minute. <laughs> yeah, I was in the same boat. I can feel I feel that. All right, so Jesse James writes, How are you going to only rate half your anime? Even on some shows you've done reviews for, you still haven't rated them. You haven't? Oh, my God, <laughs> Even the Strictly realize. series' three biggest shows, AOT, JoJo, My Hero, you haven't fully rated. But for the shows you did rate, I actually agree with them for the most part. Except for Cowboy Bebop, though. Oh, <laughs> oh. Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> yeah, that one I give an automatic 10 um, just because I love it so That's much. That's a fucking classic. Wait, you didn't rate half your shows on Mal? What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> so, so the thing is, I actually created my Mal, I think, halfway through us starting the podcast. And so I, I tried to catch it up with all the shows that we had watched and the shows that we had reviewed on the podcast up until that point. I was just too lazy to update it by listening back to our episodes and seeing what what rating I gave them. Uh, you should give a rating just based on what you remember of it. Because when I first made my mail, I added a bunch of shit from when I was like a kid that I watched like way back in the day where I, I didn't remember the shows fully, but to the best of my ability, I gave them a rating based on what I could recall just because I'm the type where I'm a completionist. I can't not have ratings on stuff unless I drop it. So mm. you, you could do that if you if you wanted, or Maybe. you just leave it as is. Um, <laughs> I I just have a very bad memory, and also I'm very lazy. So <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll probably get around to updating those shows and giving them ratings some sometime down the road eventually. Eventually. So then Jesse James says, for me, you're such an enormous weeb that your on hold and drop list is almost as long as my completed list. <laughs> but Spy Family at a 10, bruh, it was good, but definitely wasn't a masterpiece. Yeah. Okay, wait, I'll, I'll, let me let me plead my case. No, okay. Jesse James finishes by saying, even in the review episode, you didn't make any convincing arguments that it should have been a 10. Yes. Okay, okay, yes. okay. <laughs> uh, claps all around I, for you, Jesse so James. The way I rate things, again, trying to be as objective as possible, the way I rate things is based on the anime that it is in the genre that it sits in so right like to our earlier point i'm not going to compare rent a girlfriend to death note because they're completely different anime sitting in completely different tiers but in the realm of harem anime trashy harem anime which is the 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 area the space that rent a girlfriend sits in i rated it higher of the same type of anime that i've seen 
So for an action comedy, Spy Family, I thought was phenomenal. For, for again, the genre that it sits in, I thought that it was amazing. I mean, our review is out there if you want to hear our Spy Family Part 1 review. Um, I don't know which episode it is. Uh, episode... Well, you think we'd memorize our episodes, being this, this being our 100th one. Spy Family is episode 93. There you go. So you can go back and listen to episode 93 if you want to hear more about it. But in the context of what Spy Family is, I thought it was extremely well executed. Now, if Spy Family Part 2 is even better than Part 1, maybe I'll end up dropping down my Spy Family rating a little bit. But I think, okay, this is like a side note. I dislike that Mal splits up seasons into like the cores because I want to rate a season in its entirety. So I'd rather have Spy Family Part 1 and 2 like have a collective rating because I think Part 2 may end up changing my rating depending on how good or bad it ends up being. But with that said, as of right now, I think it was I think it was phenomenal. I thought it was really good, okay? <laughs> I'm I'm going to be like the wait and see with Spy Family cuz I I, I kind of agree with Jesse James. I think a lot of a lot of the the, the glamour of spy family is just driven on on the hype of the show. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, and again, like that rating may change depending on if part two is better than part one. I think the word masterpiece on Mel for ten out of ten is misleading because I think you can still have an absolutely amazing anime that isn't necessarily a masterpiece. When I think masterpiece. I equate that to like an iconic anime because usually masterpieces are iconic anime as time goes on. So like your Code Geass, your Attack on Titan, um, your Cowboy Bebop, even though Jesse James is like, what about Cowboy Bebop? <laughs> <laughs> Cowboy Bebop, was that what they said? <laughs> Cowboy Bean Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, okay, I know I'm, I'm getting shit on about that. But in our actual review episode, we didn't give Spy Family Part 1 a rating because we're going to rate it as a season in its entirety whenever part two finally airs, which I think is the end of this year. Yes, October, I believe. All right, so Jesse James was kind enough to provide us with their Mal, and so let's take a look. Um, all right, JoJo's, all 10 out of 10s. Let's go! <laughs> I'll agree with that. Okay, wait, what I don't agree with, Comey can't communicate at a seven out of ten. Uh oh. <laughs> you can't do that to to my girl. <laughs> and wait, okay. You you give Kong Ming a seven out of ten as well. Like Kong Ming and Kong Ming both sevens. I, I would say Komi is <laughs> would I say slightly? No, I'll say Komi is much better than Kong Ming. As much as I loved Kong Ming, I, I think the humor hits better in Komi than it does in Kong Ming. I agree. I think regardless of what you rate them, Komi sits higher, like one or two, uh, one or two points higher than your boy Kong Ming. Also, th that score that just offends me for like how, <laughs> how low it is for for my waifu of all time. <laughs> well, I ventured over to Jesse James's on hold list, and I'm like, what the fuck? You're you put Footy Cootie on hold after one episode. You put either <laughs> Yasha on hold after 42 episodes. I mean, you're already 42 episodes in Wait, what's to the, the show. What's the percentage on that? 42, 167. 
25% There you go. You're the a fourth of the way done. Just commit <laughs> and go all the way. You put Samurai Champloo on hold okay, at 8 oh, out of 26 episodes. What? Holy shit. Samurai Champloo <laughs> is one of the few shows that Carl like binged with me because that's one that we both really, really love. Mm-hmm. I could see Footy Cootie maybe needing to put it on hold because it's a lot to process every episode. But what? You put all three of those on hold? Those are great shows. I would be dying to rewatch them. Okay, so fully clearly, that's fine with me. You can put that on hold. <laughs> Samurai Champloo, I, I would say, like, that's a show that you should see through to the end. I think that's that's in my top three, um, especially the, the dub with, uh, I think Steve Blum played Mugen. Um, dub's fantastic for yeah. that. But other than that, I will say, again, looking through the full list, pretty solid scores. Again, all JoJo at 10 out of 10. Definitely agree there. That that's for sure. Death um, Note at a ten out of ten. That's a pretty solid score. It's like pretty accurate. Cowboy Bean Bowl at a seven. Oh, that, that, that I think it's higher than seven, but hey, seven is yeah. still a good score. It is. So it, we'll take it. For well, I can't say it's a good good score for Bebop if I'm saying uh, seven's a bad score for Komi. <laughs> but you know, to each to each their own. So. So now we have Oscar seventy six. I'll go first with mine. Um, They message saying, your knowledge in anime is way higher than mine. However, Shield Hero Season 1 above Parasite the Maxim? I don't know about this one, Courtney. Wait, what did I rate them? I don't even remember. Hang (laughs) on. Let me look really quick here. All right. So I just looked really quick. I gave Shield Hero Season 1 an 8 out of 10. I gave Parasite the Maxim a 7 out of 10. Okay. They're very different shows, but I think the problem with Parasite the Maxim was that there were so many characters that made fucking stupid decisions that it just made me so pissed off. It's like when you're watching a scary movie and the characters all make the dumbest decisions which lead to their death. And you're just like, you're just, you want to like grab them by the shoulders and shake them and say, what the fuck is wrong with you? Don't go off by yourself or take that weapon with you. It's kind of like that with Parasite with a lot of, like, let's say like 50% of the characters. So it made it really frustrating for me to watch. Overall, a really good show. I had less frustrations with Shield Hero, and I think the whole revenge plot of Shield Hero was really, really um, like engaging and interesting, and just made me root for the characters throughout the whole show. So I think that's where the difference lies. Is like Shield Hero season one, I was rooting for everybody. Parasite the Maxim, I was only rooting for like half the people <laughs> half the time. But I get it. Like Parasite is is a much um, is a bigger or has a bigger fandom around it like a more um, deep-rooted fandom because of like when the show came out and what it's all about versus shield here which is more like a recent popular anime that kind of went down a little bit after season <laughs> two but yeah i mean i don't know that's, that's my just my justification for it but um i think they're both still good shows right i don't know I actually i'm asking them. you you haven't seen either of them <laughs> So Oscar also left a critique for my mal as well, but it's a lot nicer than yours. <laughs> it says, don't have much to say. Very solid list. Just don't watch Domestic Girlfriend, please. <laughs> oh, about that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, as I mentioned earlier, we are in the midst of it. So, yeah, I can't wait for that hot mess of a show. <laughs> All right, looking at Oscar's mal. The one thing that jumped out right away to me was Darling in the Franks rated a 7 out of 10. There's no way. That, again, that is way too generous of a score for Darling in the Franks. It it was lewd and it knew it was lewd, but sometimes it was just like too much. And that ending was horrible. It was such a stupid ending. I think a lot of people 
enjoy the first half of the show and then just hated the second half. And that's why it became sort of like the dumpster fire that it became, although it was kind of a dumpster fire from the beginning. So I don't know. I think seven out of 10 for Darling in the Franks is is a little too high, but it maybe maybe it resonated with Oscar. Maybe it, it you know, there's something special about it. Well, you know what? Oscar gave me a, a very nice uh, review of my mouth. So <laughs> I really don't have anything bad to say about his. I do see the domestic girlfriend at a four out of 10. On their oh. list. Um, the only thing I can say is like, uh, they watched 86, uh, part one and part two. I would say the score should be flipped there because 86 part one, they gave a nine, 86 part two and eight. Uh, maybe the eight was because of Frederica. <laughs> but Wait, so you think 86 part two? I think 86 part two. I'm pretty sure this is, I rated that a nine and then I rated part one and eight. Okay, I think I was opposite of you. Part one was better in hmm. my opinion. Maybe I just love the, the closure of the story. No, yeah, 86 Part 2 is fucking amazing, but I thought 86 Part 1 was slightly better written and also it didn't have Frederica. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, I don't know. Okay, <laughs> you know what? Your ratings for 86 are fine. No, it- <laughs> <laughs> you, you can say whatever whatever you believe. All right, just take the difference and then that's the rating for 86. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I will say again, good good ratings for a lot of these shows. Um, I did notice that you dropped My Hero Academia fifth season. I don't blame you. I was close to wanting to drop it as well. You got nine episodes in and dropped it. That's in the middle of the like the the second tournament arc. I really wanted to drop it too during the tournament arc. I did not enjoy that at all. So I I could see why you did that. And also, Shield Hero season two, a four four out of ten. Totally agree. Okay, wait. Now, now I found one thing. Oh. <laughs> uh, Attack on Titan, the final season, part one and part two. Oscar rated at eight out of ten. What? Really? What is the rest of my hero? Rated? No, Attack on Titan. Or sorry, yeah, Attack on Titan. <laughs> I'm looking, I'm like scrolling and just talking. Oh, they gave Attack on Titan season one an eight, season two an eight, season three part one a nine. Okay, that's kind of questionable, but season three, part wait, two, and nine. Season hey, three, part one, and yeah. nine. Wait, I, how the can you? The whole Historia arc. What the fuck? Yeah, wait. How can you rate? How can you rate <laughs> season three, part one, higher than the entirety of the final season right now? Yeah, like, final season at eight. Okay. Oh, oh man. <laughs> all, right. all, all the goodwill with, with, with your list. Oh, it's it's dropped a bit, Oscar. I mean, they're all good scores. All good scores for Attack on Titan, as as they should be. It's it's an amazing show. Um, but maybe our our thought process is the opposite of Oscars when it comes to the various seasons of Attack on Titan. Yeah, that's fair. Hey, but season three, part two, a nine out of ten. Yeah, agree. That was fucking phenomenal. Oh, and Cowboy Bebop at 9 out of 10. Good. Okay, good. there. Your, your good. goodwill is shot back up for me. Uh, but I think that, that rounds out all of our patron submissions. Yes, so, thanks, guys, for yeah. your, your submissions. And we're continuing on with the other folks, the amazing members of our Discord who shared their roasts as well. Um, really quick here, our mod, Halt57. <laughs> Do you want to read this one out? <laughs> Yes. Um, Halt57 writes, if Courtney went 24 hours without mail, she would probably explode. <laughs> That's Honestly, true. yeah. I I don't know. Maybe I like to ga- like gamify stuff in my life and maybe anime 
my anime watch list is one of those things, or maybe it's just because I'm a completionist, but I am literally on Mal daily because I watch anime almost every single day. So I need to be on there to like update it as I'm watching each episode of every show um, or adding new shit when new shit gets announced um, or just like kind of scoping out what some of the hot topics are. Yeah, I'm on Mal every fucking day. The app is a lifesaver. Yeah, what would you do if you're like in the middle of a forest, no signal, and you had to update mail? Would um, you explode? I would. I guess I'd start an Excel spreadsheet <laughs> and just start to oh, remember everything. Man. There are people out there who don't want to use lists and they just have their own lists on Excel spreadsheets. I I think that would be too much for me. That like the the ease. Not that Mal's like uh, interface is really that good. It's not very user friendly, but it's better than using an Excel spreadsheet. That's for sure. All right, so looking at these um, these roasts from our Discord members, reading them out in order. First is Jazz, who says, my roast is that you rated season one of JoJo a 10. Courtney, let's be honest here. Okay, again, I've already explained. <laughs> I have explained that I, I have a, a very biased rating for all of my top three anime, JoJo included. So yes, I, I think... My objective rating of JoJo season one or JoJo part one um, was probably closer to a seven out of 10 for part one. I know uh, on Strictly JoJo, we gave our unbiased rating yeah, so for like our, these parts. Our, our truthful like objective rating is out there on Strictly JoJo. So if you want to find the last episode of each of the parts, we give that, that rating for the full part on that episode. So yeah, it's not a 10 out of 10 for part one and part two on Strictly JoJo. Um, but on my mouth, I'm leaving it at a 10 out of 10. <laughs> then we have um, Turtle Puffson, who I believe sometimes goes by Cream Puff and is from the Annie Buddies pod. Uh, said some things about my mouth first, so I'll go, I'll go first here. Great Pretender ranking seems a tad low, Mrs. Courtney. Wait, what did I rate it? Dude, I can't remember sometimes what I rate these things. I gave it a 7 out of 10. That's not bad, right? I know it got like an 8.25 yeah. on Mal, but I think the ending was just such hot garbage. Like that was a really bad ending. That was a really bad last episode. Um, so I think that kind of sunk it a little bit for me. Yeah, I think I, I gave it a higher score. I think I gave it an 8. Because um, I thought like the whole show was, was great, but yeah, the ending, like it, you thought it would have like an emotional impact, but then it really doesn't. <laughs> yeah, it just kind of fizzled out at the end. So, I, hey, seven is still good. It's still good. It's just uh, maybe not as high as some people think that it should be. But then they go on to say, house husband definitely too low. I gave that a five out of ten for the first season or the first mm. part of it. I, I don't know. I stand by that one because just the animation and the delivery. I think the second half of Way of the House Husband was better which i think i gave yeah i gave a six out of ten for that one it was definitely a step up the humor hit much better than the first part but overall i think the show was disappointing for what it could have been so that's why i gave it a lower score but did you give it a higher score than i did because i think you enjoyed it more than me um oh god now i gotta go back through my mail uh goku shofudo was the japanese name right i gave it a seven yeah, because I, I love the humor of it. I, I just docked a couple points because, again, the animation was 
not what I was expecting for a show that has such great comedy. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of wasted potential with the way that Netflix or whoever approached that anime. But, you know, it, it wasn't like the worst of the worst. Then, okay, then they commented about me putting Wolf's Reign at a four, saying, this is breaking my heart. I don't remember every detail of Wolf's Reign because I watched it when it premiered, I think, on Adult Swim. So I was pretty young. But I just remember absolutely loving the first half or the first two thirds of Wolf's Reign and then fucking hating the ending. Like the ending was so bad that like worse than um, than fucking Great Pretender where it just ruined the whole show for me. So I made my mouth several years later. So I'm going off of memory and like what I remember feeling about the show and I remember feeling just really fucking disappointed put it at a four but there's always part of me that wants to go back and rewatch it just so that I can give a more updated rating and give it a second chance because maybe back in the day I was just too young to appreciate the ending I don't know so we'll see but yeah right now it's sitting at a four out of ten <laughs> and then I'm not surprised this one came up I was mm-hmm. waiting I was waiting for this one to come up so yes I gave Haruhi a 1 out of 10. It is the lowest rated thing on my mail. And Turtle Puffs on, aka Cream Puff, called me out on it. Yes, Haruhi is at a 1. And they said, ma'am, that's disrespectful. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I just, I hated it so much. I, I think I even watched, or I tried to watch, like, the very first part of whatever comes after that, like, some the whatever eight and then like the disappearance and I just couldn't handle any of it. I hated the the first season of Haruhi so much. And I think a large part of that is Haruhi herself. She's just so annoying and selfish and like just doesn't care about anybody. And I hate the dance. I hate the dance. Carl knows oh. this. I hate the uh, the OP or, or is it I the love- ED? The ED. Yeah. Dude, going to anime conventions when that was airing was a nightmare because that's all you'd hear down the hall is somebody playing that song. And as you got closer, they were all doing the fucking dance. I couldn't handle it. I was like, no, get me out of here. <laughs> but yeah, I knew that one was going to come up. That's probably my, probably my most egregious rating on my mail, according to a lot of people. And so Turtle Wolf Son writes for me. Actually, <laughs> wait, <laughs> there's one where... It, they added um, towards the end of their message. Also, one more thing, Courtney. Angel Beats, shaking my head. Wait, what I do about Angel Beats? Hang on, wait. <laughs> I thought I, I put a good score for Angel Beats. Hold up, hold up. Yeah, I gave Angel Beats an 8 out of 10. Okay. <laughs> Are you sure they didn't mistake it for your list? Because you didn't like Angel Beats. No, because it's uh, one more thing, Courtney. Oh. Angel Beats, shaking my head. And I'm looking at Turtle Puff, their, their, their male. They gave Angel Beats a three. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so we're opposite there. I was like, did I do something wrong? <laughs> hey, Angel Beats was so good. It, it like gripped at the heartstrings and it was unexpected at the end. And yeah, it was just really good like cry porn, even though I didn't actually cry to it. But I guess I guess Angel Beats isn't for everyone because you didn't even finish it. Yeah. This was back when we started dating and you had asked me to watch the show with you and I was falling asleep. <laughs> Maybe I'll pick it up again. But I feel I like just, you didn't get far enough in to get the feels and to feel the weight of Angel Beats, but I won't force you. We <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, moving on to what Turtle Puff San says about my list. Uh, Carl, Ninja Batman, an eight. I love Batman, ninjas, and mechs, <laughs> but that was just bad. 
<laughs> Dude, you made me put it on my watch list, and I haven't touched it yet because I'm, no. I'm dreading <laughs> having to watch it. It's CG. Well, it isn't is. It? it is a CGI. Oh anime. my god. I I would think you would like it just for one scene towards the end. Uh, <laughs> would that really make it worth it for me to watch the whole thing? I know it I has know, an amazing VA cast. Yeah, I think that's why I loved it so much, and probably just because it was so goofy. Like just seeing Batman in this feudal era of Japan. Um, but yeah, the VA cast was stacked. I think uh, Takahito Koyasu, uh, VA for Dio, played Gorilla Grodd. Uh, Daisuke Ono was in this as Nightwing. Um, who else? Junichi Suwabe as Deathstroke. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Deathstroke? He's a- Deathstroke. What the fuck? Yeah, he's a villain in, in DC. Um he he's the voice for Aizawa, and I'm pretty sure uh, pretty sure Space Dandy. So yeah, there was a pretty stacked uh, Japanese voice cast for this film. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I can't explain. I, I just love Batman Ninja. Um, it's just so out there. Um, but you know, I guess looking at it objectively, it it, it was probably something that didn't need to be made. <laughs> <laughs> and so again, we pulled up Turtle Puff Sans or Cream Puff list on mail and i was going through it i honestly can't say like wait i I have something that i think you're gonna find egregious okay well that's that they gave jojo part five a lower score than part four i agree but i don't think you agree (laughs) hold on let me get to that because that's one thing like your list is just so overwhelming and plus like the hot pink text does not help either (laughs) uh let's see jojo Diamond 10, Golden Wind 9. What? Okay, it, it's still up there, like 9, but I would not give part 4 a 10. Maybe. Cause I mean, I would, but... <laughs> because I think of it as the slice of life part of JoJo, and Golden Wind was, like, the story was just so much more dramatic. The stakes felt higher. Um, so, yeah, I guess I can't agree with that. But one thing I wanted to point out with Turtle Puff Sun's list is if you go to the, uh, they're on hold, they have the melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya, and they just have one episode left to watch. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> You're roasting me about giving fucking Haruhi a one out of ten, and you didn't even finish it, and you have one episode left to go. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> uh, that that caught me off guard. So like, just finish it. <laughs> right there. <laughs> Wait, and they also have Trigon on here on hold after seven episodes. What? Trigon is so good. You got to finish that. Okay, one other thing that I did notice, and I don't know if this is just them being funny or ironic, but as I'm filtering via score here, they gave interspecies reviewers a 10 out of 10. What the fuck? I haven't seen it, but I know plenty of it. And I know how it like shot up on the mail charts when everyone tried to like ban it from the streaming services. Um, so yeah, I don't know if this is just a, a joke score or if this is a legitimate score, but if it's legitimate, I don't know about that, okay? <laughs> well, I can't say much about interspecies reviewers because I haven't watched it. Um, although I feel like there's an obligation now <laughs> for for anime viewers to watch it but a 10 out of 10 yeah that just seems <laughs> that seems a little bit too meme i could see it being a 10 out of 10 as like the best hentai but it technically is not a hentai it's technically an anime so 
I don't know, man. <laughs> but again, it's really long list. You have like a shitload of anime on here. Um, I think you're at like 300 plus, almost Damn. 400. Uh, so yeah, really, really awesome list with a lot of scores, again, that, that I would agree with, um, especially around JoJo. You've rated JoJo very high. I can appreciate that. Um, Hunter Hunter, 10 out of 10. Hell yeah, let's go. Bebop, a 9 out of 10. Let's fucking go. Champloo, a 9 out of 10. Let's go. Let's go. But yeah, interspecies reviewers, I don't know. That's kind of sus. All right, moving right along to Nidstang, who is actually our friend Aaron from Under the Bun, the YouTube channel. They didn't provide their mail, but <laughs> all they said about uh, my, <laughs> my mail is that Carl spent his whole life watching Marmalade Boy only to rate it a six. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, I mean, okay, he's that, not wrong. That, yeah, that, that that is a fantastic role. <laughs> and yes, I wasted my time. Normally, but I just wanted to finish it because I had started it like many years ago, back in high school. Uh, never finished all the the DVDs because we were borrowing them from a friend or my my sister and I. Um, so yeah, it it was a bit of a chore to get through that last year, but I was. Just glad to have made through the journey. Um, and yeah, just <laughs> give it a six. <laughs> oh, man. But, you know, sometimes you just have to you have to take the good with the bad. Uh, Aaron didn't provide his list, but I do know that he doesn't think highly of the recent or the final season of Attack on Titan. He says there's too much talking right now. <laughs> but He also just loves um, Macross or Macross. You know, I'm sure that's got high ratings on his list. Yeah, I'm going to cross that right off of my list, Aaron. <laughs> so <laughs> but thank you for your roast. I thought that was brilliant. <laughs> so moving on, we next have Dimitrov N. And I'll go first because they, they mentioned me first. They say, but honestly, how could I ever roast a fellow Code Geass fan? Let's fucking go. Code Geass is amazing. Although our tastes are very similar, it seems we disagree on Higehiro. In no universe would I rate this series with one of the most average Joe protagonists and one of the most superficial and poorly told stories in eight. I, okay, I know <laughs> this one is like, this one had a lot of, um, it was very divisive when it came out because the story was uh, very, I don't know, how do you put it? Like, Higehiro? Yeah. It's, I don't know. I didn't watch that. It's the one. It's Higehiro after being rejected. I shaved yeah. and took in a high school runaway. Like, it was very questionable at times. But I stand by Yoshida as, like, one of the best male protagonists I've ever seen in, like, a slice of life anime. Because he stayed true to protecting Sayu and just being an all-around good guy and setting her on a straight path. Maybe that makes him bland. But at least he was um, reliable and had a solid set of morals. Even when he was tempted at certain times by certain people, he didn't give in. He didn't let any of that sway him. So I thought he was a fucking awesome character. But it was also trash at times. <laughs> I'm not going to lie about that. So yeah, I'm, I don't know, maybe eight's a generous score. But I thought it was overall a good show if you just kind of take the trashy moments out of it. And for my list, Dimitrov N says, Carl, you seem to forget things rather quickly. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, how else do you get through Uramichi Onisan, a show with one and the same joke over and over again? Maybe you gave it a seven because it was able to help you fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> are, are you talking about like the constant dick joke that? That uh, was the best joke. Yeah, of Uramichi the whole tells show. to Ikateru. Um, 
I don't know. I love the show because it was just too real uh, as a fellow millennial with Uramichi. <laughs> you know, like the depressing comedy aspect of life. Uh, <laughs> I, I will say like the, the humor, it started to wane a bit as the series went on. But, you know, just seeing the characters have this existential crisis, I it was just something that I, as a millennial, could connect to a little better than most of the other anime that we, we've been watching. I will agree with Dimitrov, though, that like, Uramichio Nissan did pretty much just have the same joke every episode. I still enjoyed it, but halfway through the show, I was kind of like, all right, it'd be nice to get something different here. And I think in our review of the anime, um, which we did on Strictly Anime, we we even kind of mentioned, like, we were hoping it would go down a different path at least halfway through and, and take more of that serious turn. Not, like, fully serious, but start to tackle some serious themes. And it didn't. It just kind of had the same existential crisis joke mm-hmm. over and over again so yeah you're definitely right about that but i think it was a pretty solid show like it was still fun to watch okay looking at dimitrov's mail it's, it's very a, nice it's a nice long list a lot of solid scores i'll admit but there's one thing that's glaring to me and that is that they gave gurin lagan not only did they drop it they gave it a three out of ten I'm like, why? Mm. Wait, so you're saying Wonder Egg Priority Special was better than Gurren Lagan? You gave it a 4 out of 10 for Wonder Egg Priority Special, and then you gave Gurren Lagan a 3 out of 10 and dropped it after seven episodes? What? That's crazy. Gurren Lagan is a classic. It's so good. Classics are a classic for classics are classics for a reason, and I feel like Gurren Lagan is definitely one of those. Um,. I know you were less keen on it than I was, but yeah, I, I, I don't think I enjoyed Gurren Lagan as much as a lot of our, our friends and other viewers have. Probably because I didn't watch it with the the nostalgic lens. But yeah, I think three out of ten it seems a little excessive or or too low of a score. Um, going through the list, let's see. I did see Comey was rated at a seven, which it's not going to sit well with me <laughs> being a, a, a huge Comey simp. But you're going to give your boy Kong Ming a better rating than the devil is a part-timer? What? So Dimitrov rated Kong Ming an eight. The devil is a part-timer, a seven. Like... Do you not like humor? <laughs> I, I the humor in The Devil is a Part-Timer, I felt like I was just cracking up every episode. At least That's what I remember from like when we watched it way back in the day. And so I would say like the humor in there holds up a lot more than Kong Ming, unless you're just a, a romance of the Three Kingdoms kind of person, and that's why you, you, you favor Kong Ming a little bit better. But yeah, I, that, that's... That's quite shocking to me. Yeah, as good as Kong Ming is, I I don't I personally wouldn't say it's better than um, Devil's a Part Timer season one. I thought Devil's a Part Timer was just to your point so fucking funny. But you know maybe maybe they found Kong Ming funnier or more um, I don't know maybe it resonated more with them because Kong Ming was I think uh, a really good story when it came to you know, achieving one's goals mm-hmm. um, while doing it in unconventional ways. But I think overall, the entertainment level and the production level of The Devil's a Part-Timer Season 1 was better. 
Yeah. That's just me. But then I also saw here, because I scrolled down to your worst rated things, you have the Attack on Titan Snickers commercial. <laughs> rated a one <laughs> out of ten. <laughs> I've never seen it, but I added it to my list just because I'm going to watch it now. And I'm going to see if it's actually a one out of ten. Was it a really bad commercial? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I've seen like the, the, they were promoting the live action film. It was like a Toyota car commercial where there are Titans like flinging rocks at this Toyota oh, car. Do you fuck? remember seeing that? No, I don't remember seeing okay, that. Okay, I'll have to find it and then we can share it in the Discord. Uh, I did start Dr. Stone and Dr. Stone has a Snickers commercial too. And I rated it, I don't know, like a six or a seven, like for a commercial. Hmm. I thought it was fine. Like it was 30 seconds long, but I thought the commercial was more entertaining than half the shit that we have on, on TV here in the US. So I'm wondering how bad this Attack on Titan Snickers commercial is. Yeah, is it like someone gives a Titan a Snickers and they're like satisfied? And then they become not a Titan <laughs> yeah. anymore? Watch, it's probably what it is. <laughs> I will say, Dimitrov, you have a very... Very aesthetically pleasing Mal. Yeah, what the fuck? I didn't know Mal could do this. It yeah. looks really nice. Like look at like all the coding to to get these great visuals of Lelouch and Marin just looking looking at us as we're roasting your list. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to jump back to Jazz because we're reading these in order of when they were posted. And Jazz, um, who who roasted me giving season one of JoJo a 10, uh, posted their Annie list a little bit later in the Discord chat. So we're going to jump back to that. Um, we're opening up their Annie list. And there's some questionable things on here. Mm. <laughs> AnnieList is an interesting site. I <laughs> have not used it in so long. I was mm -hmm. a little bit lost navigating it, but it has a pretty clean um, interface here. Uh, but you mentioned something to me, which is, in my opinion, egregious. Which yes, is... that Jazz dropped JoJo's Bizarre Adventure after seven episodes and gave it a 6 out of 10. Oh, my God. Okay, <laughs> we always say this oh. to anybody who's new to JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Part one is critical to the story. As much of a meme as it is that you shouldn't be a part skipper, you really shouldn't because they every part plays into the next one in some way, shape, or form. But we all recognize that part one is not the most exciting part, which is probably why David Production only gave it nine episodes. Mm -hmm. So we always tell new people who are interested in JoJo, just make it to episode 10. We promise you that's when things really kick off. With Jazz, Jojo. you were two away you from so the end. You were so close. I would just recommend picking it back up again and seeing the fantastic adventure of Joseph Joestar in part two. <laughs> yeah, we, we highly encourage you. Just give it two more episodes. Watch episode 10. Joseph hooks you in, and hopefully you never leave JoJo. I also see that you paused on Cowboy Bebop. After nine episodes, but and then you gave it a, a seven. Oh! Seven? Nine <laughs> episodes? You got to finish it. It's so good. Yeah. Seeing all these differing opinions about Cowboy Bebop, it, it, it breaks my poor little heart, but I get it. It's not everyone's cup of tea. <laughs> I did see that you gave um, A Silent Voice a 10. Which is that yeah, is fair. Fucking yeah. amazing movie. Um, actually, a lot of these scores in your like top ones are, are spot on. Death Note at a nine, Fruits Basket, um, season one and season three at nines. Wait, where did season two end up? Fruits Basket, the final. No, so, so the final is the third season of like the remake or the reboot. 
Where is... Wait, I'm confused. They don't even have the second season of Fruits Basket. <laughs> How did wait, you jump from season one to season three? Because <laughs> they have the original Fruits Basket on here at a 10 out of 10. And then looking at the list, I see from the remake or the reboot in 2019, Fruits Basket season one at a nine and then fruits basket the final at a nine but i don't see fruits basket season two anywhere i didn't know that there were part skippers in fruits basket yeah wait what happened here <laughs> well maybe it's just not on the list or maybe i'm not finding it here but um yeah <laughs> next up we have our friend ash from simping for senpai podcast um he he lists me first so i'll go first all right, Courtney, why did you give Shimonetta such a low score? I mean, the show had the idea of if we were a cut clean, if we were cut clean with everyone holding back their urges and the flow of jokes were spot on. The comedy is great. And I can see people acting like Anna when she got her first kiss and being obsessed with the men that made her feel things. I mean, what more do you want in comedy? <laughs> so, okay, the reason I gave Shimonetta a low score, and I had to look this up, it's a, I gave it a five out of 10, is because it felt like it was trying too hard to be funny. Like it already set up the premise that, because the, the localized title is Shimonetta, a boring world where the concept of jo dirty jokes doesn't exist. Right. So like it's these people who are trying to or these students who are trying to um, put dirt, dirty jokes out there in a society where they're like illegal or something like that. And so it already set up this whole premise that it's going to be pretty raunchy. It's going to be pretty lewd. But then it just kept trying to push it too much in your face. And you're right, like like Anna being um, a Yandere, basically, that was that was entertaining to a certain degree. But I don't know. I just felt like Shimonetta was trying too hard to be funny because there's other comedy shows similar to this that I think hit better. Like, I don't know. I think about like Devil's a Part-Timer and I think they just, it was so effortless the way they did the, like the, the way they approached their jokes and their humor that it didn't feel the same with Shimonetta where they were like really trying hard to push the boundaries and shove things in your face. So I was like, okay, that's fine. But I get it. It's still entertaining. I still, I still thought it was an interesting concept. Have you seen it? I don't think you've seen it. No, Shimonetta. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I pulled it up on my computer. I, this does not look familiar to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just went to the Wikipedia page. It shows the, I think the cover of the first light novel volume, and it's it's a character who like you can almost see her snatch. Yeah, that, that's about right for this show. <laughs> oh, maybe I'll give it a watch. There you, you go. <laughs> but for me, Ash has to say. Carl, I'm roasting you on the fact that you have completed a lot of anime, which is great, but you haven't rated them. <laughs> Staring at your list and not seeing what you rated as a good way or is a good way to call you out on half-assing the shows that you watch, but not telling us what you thought about it. Get it together, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as I mentioned earlier, I, I had forgotten the scores that I gave these anime, and also I'm too lazy to update them. <laughs> and I'm, I'm trying to go through my list and see what I haven't scored. Uh, oh, Akira, the first season of Attack on Titan. Oh, like Attack on Titan seasons one through three. Uh, Carol and Tuesday. Now you're just not going to rate them as like a meme. <laughs> you're just going <laughs> to forever have them unrated. Yeah. I get or Gurren Lagann, High School of the Dead. Yeah, again, a lot of these shows we had reviewed before. It's just I never bothered to update them uh, <laughs> with a rating when I created my mail. Um, so yeah, like I said before, eventually. Looking at Ash's mail, which is a very long list, 
Um, we've got, I think, a lot of pretty similar ratings here, but I filtered the opposite direction with the worst rated at the top. And uh, you gave uh, a one out of 10 to Boku no Pico. I mean, <laughs> I don't blame you. I've never seen Boku no Pico, but I know plenty of it from the memes. And, you know, it sounds like it's a one out of 10. <laughs> I applaud you, actually, just for watching it and putting it on your list You're just like unafraid You're like yes i have seen boku no pico <laughs> let's see i think one thing that i saw was attack on titan season two you had given it a five out of ten yeah i saw that one too i was like I, wait a like, five are out you of sure 10? Are, are you sure you're not rating season three part one <laughs> i think that's probably a more appropriate rating season two Okay, this is major spoilers for Attack on Titan. So if you haven't watched it, I would suggest skipping ahead as much as you can. Season 2 had one of the most pivotal moments in the entire series where Reiner and Berthold reveal that they were the armored and colossal titans to Eren. And it was so nonchalant, but us it caught us off guard and we're like, what the fuck? How does that not merit a higher score than a 5? <laughs> Yeah, I think it's one of the most iconic reveals in all of anime. Because like you said, they're just like, oh, by the way. And they just like drop this information. And none of us were expecting it. It well, was he, the coolest thing I had mm -hmm. seen in a long time. Like that is such a clever way to have a huge plot twist without it being an obvious plot twist. Yeah, like that that changed the course of the show from that point on. Even though like the show has continuously changed its its course and its perspectives so i think you should give a little more credit to season two for for really establishing uh, a, a new story for what happens in attack on titan again what season three part one maybe that deserves the five what did you <laughs> curious what did you give that one part three part one season five or season three i don't see it on your list but hopefully oh wait no Season three, you gave an eight out of ten. Uh, part one? Yeah, for part one. Uh, okay. uh, <laughs> I think that's a little generous too, but <laughs> but I guess you rated it. I actually didn't rate it on mine. Oh my god. Wait, so, what did I give it? If you go under stats, you can see all of uh all the people you have uh added as friends and what they rated it. Do you see mine? Um no, because I'm actually I'm not logged in to oh, Mal. On my... Why you're not even logged in on Mal? <laughs> <laughs> I'm logged in on my phone, but not on on my computer. Okay, wait. Let me look really quick. Okay, I gave it an eight, but like in the grand scheme of things, it's probably my lowest rated part for Attack on Titan because I think I gave everything else a nine and a ten. So yeah, fine, eight out of ten. That's that's fine. I also do want to call out that um, you gave. Promise Neverland season two, a one out of 10. While we didn't rate it that low, I agree with you. I think it, it deserves the one out of 10. It was so bad <laughs> at the end. They fucking just gave up. When you just give up, I think that that means you couldn't easily get a one out of 10. <laughs> and man, props to you for a, a very expansive list. It says 424 total entries. Damn. That's a lot of anime. That's a lot of damage. That's a lot of damage. <laughs> The next roast comes from Classy Ulysses. And I don't think Classy Ulysses has a male or an anime list. So this is just a roast for us, which is totally fine. So I'm first on this one. 
Classy Ulysses says, and I'm I'm bracing myself for this. Toradora is not really good. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> my heart. It was a slog to get through. I have to stop myself every ten minutes of each episode. So much cringe, and it took me almost a full six months just to complete the show. Sure, it has some good moments in the show, like three through five. I think episodes three through five. Taiga is ugh, <laughs> oh, <damn. laughs> and I couldn't even stand her. I don't know who's worse for worst female character, Taiga, or any annoying female <laughs> characters in the anime genre. Oh. Every time. Time Ryuji's on screen, I just face palm. I'm surprised I finished it. Shaking my head, a disappointment <laughs> anime show since Rented Girlfriend. <laughs> Damn! Classy Lucy is just taking the knife and turning it in the wound right now. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And again, Toradora is my number two all time favorite anime. So. I, I wholeheartedly disagree, but you're also not wrong at the same time. Like, I get it. Taiga, when when people talk about Sundades, female Sundades in anime, Taiga is always a name that comes up because she's like the quintessential Sundade. Um, I even recommended Toradora to my sister and she dropped it after like three episodes because she hated Taiga so much. She's like, Taiga's fucking annoying. So yes, I get it. She... It, it takes a little bit for her to grow on you, but I feel like she does grow and has character development. Um, but she she is a lot to handle. Ryuji, though, I'm surprised. I've never heard anybody like dislike Ryuji before. I know he can be stupid at times. He he definitely um, is dense at times. But wow, you're the first person who doesn't like Ryuji. I I love him. I think he's great. We you know I I think you bring up some fair points, but I still love the show to death. I think it's it's not perfect by any means, even though I give it a ten out of ten on my mouth. Um, but I think it's overall like one of the best rom coms I've ever seen. <laughs> Courtney said all of that through gritted teeth. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like sweating right now. I'm like, damn. <laughs> oh man, that was fun to listen to. Uh, so Classy Lissy says for me. You need to watch Domestic Girlfriend. Oh, my God. <laughs> that show will change your life forever. It's a masterpiece of an anime and manga. I don't know why you haven't watched it. Also, watch my teen romantic comedy because there's so much life lessons in the show. The fact that Courtney watched it, loves it, and even did a podcast episode, three at least, and you weren't in it. I shed a tear because I think you'll definitely like the show and especially the main character, Hachiman, and the top waifus in the show. Yeah, I got to say, shout out to you, Classy Ulysses, because I know you love Oregairu, and we've talked a couple of times about it, and I think it's a fantastic show, so I agree with you. Carl needs to watch it. Hachiman is fucking amazing. Um, yeah, I, I got Kaguya-sama to get through. Uh, was it my teen romantic comedy? I'm trying to remember. My teen romantic comedy, comedy snafu. Like, I'm just looking up images. I don't really remember this show, <laughs> but I will add it to my plan to watch list. Uh, domestic girlfriend. <laughs> this is what the second or third time this has been brought up. <laughs> I know it's uh, classy. Ulysses and Hernstrom have been vouching for it, and I know Oscar was against it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but like I said before, I I have started or we have started watching it. Uh, so I, I see the dumpster fire that it is, <laughs> um, and I can't wait for it to change my life. But yeah, I'm surprised, classy Ulysses didn't really roast me in their message it was just more of you need to watch domestic girlfriend okay i know that they don't have a mail or a list for us to roast but i'm gonna roast you anyway because you're saying that carl should watch domestic girlfriend i don't know if you're being uh 
legitimate or if you're just joking about it, but you think he should watch Domestic Girlfriend but shouldn't watch Toradora? What? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like maybe you're joking because you call it a masterpiece of an anime and manga. Um, so Are you trying to trick me? <laughs> but either way, I think Toradora is above and beyond Domestic Girlfriend. Just saying. And the last roast we received was from our good friend Earthworm from the Anime Brothers podcast. So Earthworm writes, this goes out to both Courtney and Carl. 86 was not good, and though I love you both, I am forever disappointed that both seasons are over eight for you two. <laughs> this anime was the equivalent of the just found out about racism meme listed below. We can share this uh, in the Discord. <laughs> It has all the nuance of an elementary school play about saying no to drugs. <laughs> I, know, I know the world seems to love this show, but to be honest, I expected better from you two. <laughs> Signed, Earthworm. <laughs> and what does this meme say? Just found out about racism damage. <laughs> <It's so laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that is a like a kind of like a e. Explain like I'm five. Uh, version of the plot for 86 yeah <laughs> God, that was so good a play about say, school play about saying no to drugs that's so good wait and then some people responded ash responded don't listen to earthworm 86 was pretty good and the big yikes said i've seen some less favorable takes in this but this one takes the cake and then jesse james also chimed in saying 86 is definitely pretty good oh, so that was a hot hot take <laughs> hot take from earthworm right there um, yeah, I remember you guys reviewed this on Anime Brothers podcast and I, it was interesting listening to you guys talk through it because I feel like we just had a completely opposite review on our end. Did you watch 68? <laughs> Did you watch 68 <laughs> instead of 86? I thought it was pretty damn good. I, again, I fucking hate Federica from part two. She sucks. She had the potential to ruin the show for me, but she didn't. I thought overall it was still really good. Um, but I, I can see what you mean. They do sometimes lay it on thick with the whole like racism thing. I mean, that's the mm. whole plot of the show, at least the first part. But sometimes it was a little bit in your face. Yeah, I would say like 86 was different than like something comparable. I would say is like Attack on Titan with w what those both shows focus on. Uh, but I would say like 86 was it was a lot more talking and like political drama than it was more like the action with the the juggernauts and and following the squad um and and yeah like i think it it philosophized a little too much in each episode but i think i i kind of overlooked that to see more of like the, the camaraderie of the squad and the story it's so funny because i know in both of our reviews for part one and two i kept singing praises about how incredibly well the show was written and that's probably one of the reasons i rated it so high was because of the writing and this being like a master class from what I've heard of how to adapt a, a light novel into an anime. But then Earthworm's like the nuance of an elementary school play about saying no to drugs. So now I'm rethinking like, oh shit, am I just really dumb? <laughs> it's kind of like interpreting art, you know, you, you can say so many things about it. And then the artist says, no, I just painted this because I thought it was cool. Isn't that like the dude who, um, oh, who was it? Oh, the creator of Evangelion, I think someone was trying to ask him about some of the the imagery in Evangelion. He was like, no, I just made it this way because I like it. <laughs> and everyone's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, us, uh, us here as podcasters, we like to get 
like really nitty gritty into details but you know maybe maybe these things are just like they just have the nuance of an elementary school play <laughs> about saying no i just love that that's, that's a great, so good <laughs> it's a great analogy thank you earthworm for that analogy and thank you to everybody who took the time to look Ooh. at our list, to roast the shit out of us and our shitty taste, and even give us the opportunity to roast you guys back. We love you guys so much. We we couldn't think of a better way to celebrate this milestone 100th episode than by doing something collaborative with our amazing community and our amazing listeners. And for anyone who's tuning in and isn't part of the Discord or uh, part of our Patreon and wants to still join in on the roast, if you join our Discord, the link is in the description, you can find the um, the thread for this roast um, under the Strictly Anime episode chat channel and roast us. It's never too late. Our our mal our links to our mouths are in there. You can take a look and shit all over our anime taste. We welcome it at any time. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a good like therapy session. <laughs> I my cheeks hurt from laughing and smiling so hard. Yeah, you, you guys have you guys have awesome takes and great humor as well. <laughs> and you know, as Courtney would say, like just thank you for for joining us on this journey through a hundred episodes of Strictly Anime, and here's to a hundred more. Yeah, we'll we'll maybe do this again someday. Maybe in like another hundred or two hundred episodes. Hopefully, strictly anime goes that long. But we definitely, as, even though you're roasting us, we definitely feel the love. I think we have such an amazing community at Strictly Anime and Strictly JoJo, the Strictly series overall. So yeah, we very much love you guys, and we appreciate you taking part in this. And and we hope that we can do it again someday. With all that said, subscribe to Strictly Anime on your favorite podcast service. Join our Discord to chat with us and to roast us. Follow us on Instagram at The Strictly Series, on Twitter at Strictly Series, and check out our website, thestrictlyseries.com. If you'd like to support the show, then head over to patreon.com slash thestrictlyseries and tune into Strictly JoJo, our other podcast dedicated to JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. All links are in the description. Thank you so much for listening and roasting us and being with us for 100 plus episodes. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy, stay weeb.